and welcome to the Golfing Mind, the podcast which we look at the game of golf uh, in general, but the mental game of golf in particular. And why do we do that? Well, because it's the area of interest of this podcast. It's the area where most golfers invest almost no time at all and just assume it's something you either have or you haven't. I hold the very firm belief that just as you've learned to walk, talk, play the piano, swing a golf club, you can learn to train your mind. And if we apply that um, to sport or other aspects of our life, it gives us an advantage. It doesn't make it um, perfect, but it gives us an advantage. And life is all about taking um, hold of the advantages when they show themselves up to be. That sounded quite poetic, didn't it? Uh, wasn't intended to be. Uh, today uh, is a short podcast. You'll be glad to know, unless you're on a long road trip and you're hoping it was a long podcast, in which case, play it slowly or, I don't know, listen to it a couple of times. But today <coughs> is, you know, I get asked questions when I meet people and they know what I do. So I guess sometimes people are hoping they're going to get a free consultation or a, a free lesson. And I'm always happy to talk golf and... Um, when I talk to these people, I'll, I'll ask them um, where they're having a problem with the game. And, you know, the reality is they're not playing as well as they want to play, which I think is pretty basic. And depending on the person, I try and get a, a feel for their personality or their sort of their playing style. Are they impatient? Are they overambitious? Are they uh, lazy? You know, are they unrealistic in their expectations? And then I will look at giving them some advice. And but that's fine um, as far as it goes. And it often does help. You know, the next time I see them, they go, hey, Rob, that tip you gave me was fantastic. Well, it almost, I think, is a bit of a placebo. It was something for them to think about. It was a swing thought. And that swing thought distracted them from... Um, the error or the fault which had been the focus of their attention. So what I thought I'd do today is uh, look at what I consider to be, you know, uh, the number one mistake I see in with golfers. Uh, and do you know what it is? Actually, got a drum roll here. I really should. Uh, okay, the number one mistake or fault I experience with amateur golfers, this isn't professional golfers, so this is strictly amateur golfers, is, you know, I feel I should be in one of these shows where there's a 20 second pause, but I'll tell you now, it's uh, unrealistic expectations. And that's it. Uh, I would say 95% of amateur golfers imagine they should be playing significantly better than they actually do. And the downside of that is huge amount of frustration at, uh, they're not executing these shots. So in a round of golf, they'll hit a ton more bad shots than good shots. And when they hit a good shot, they don't do a somersault and celebration and go, oh my God, did you just see the shot I hit? Oh, Cinderella story. Oh, it's like a lottery win. This is the greatest day of my life. No, they look at that shot as though, yeah, that's what I do. That's what I should be doing every time. And you just have to look at the, the professionals to see how they can miss the, the green right or left with an eight iron, even at the very highest levels of the game. Um, so my advice is always the same thing. Be realistic. 
just be realistic. Now, that doesn't mean you expect to play badly, but you don't expect to play to a standard of which you haven't put in the work to, to get. Now, there are some people who are, you know, gifted golfers, but even they, and I've played with some of them, uh, will hit wonderful shots, but they'll equally hit very bad shots because by their own admission, they're not putting in enough practice. And this inability um, to accept poor shots comes down to two things in my experience. One, it's a, it's an overinflated ego. You know, you are, your ego is writing checks that your swing can't cash. And it's a sense of, well, I'm better than this. You know, I, why am I hitting bad shots? Now I'm, I don't enjoy hitting bad shots. I really don't. Um, but I accept that at my level, I will hit bad shots, even with all my <clears throat> understanding of the mental game and the mental process. Now, anyone that plays with me, if you ever meet them and they said, what's Robin like to play with? I would sincerely hope they would say he's good fun. He's good company. And if they, you ask them, does Robin lose his temper? You might say, ah, I've seen him bang his club once or twice, but not often. Because what I've come to realize is that for, for me, it golf's a game and I play golf games to have fun. And as a young man, I hit a lot of great shots and I still hit good shots. And occasionally I hit fantastic shots, but I'm realistic. And I would encourage you at whatever level of the game you are, don't have unrealistic expectations. You know, no man or woman in the history of golf has birdied 18 holes. It's never happened. Could it happen? Of course it could happen. But it's it's not that likely because there's so many variables. And um, I think you have to go out and hope for the best. Hope for the best. But don't get down in yourself when you hit a shot that just somehow let, let you down. I've mentioned this before. There's a very good friend of mine and he was reasonably new to golf and we're out playing. We get to this par three and he hits this ball uh, and the blade was wide open. So it's a huge push right on a par three. And the green was in a um, bowl and there were steep, <coughs> steep slopes around the side of the green and bunkers. And above the slope, there was a footpath and above the footpath, was a sort of forested area. His ball went into the forested area. That's how far right he was at 150 yard shot. And you hear it bounce, dink, dink, dink. Then it drops out and hits the path and bounces, hits the slope, runs down the slope, goes onto the green, tracks towards the hole, and then breaks about two feet at the end and drops in the hole. It's a hole in one. Now here's a question. Do you think he was upset banging the club going, can you believe I pushed that ball right? Or do you think he just went, oh my God, I just got a hold of one. Uh, I'll let you ponder that one and imagine what you think you'd have said. Um, off the, I've, so that, you know, it, that's what golf is. So I guess I've um, sort of made the point that I would encourage you to accept the good and the bad with equal grace enjoy the good and just let the bad go. Don't dwell on it. Don't replay it. Don't talk about it in the clubhouse afterwards. And that way you will erase it from your memory much faster than if you keep talking about it. And I, I know I told you a professional golfer told me, 
he, he the player he least liked playing with was Arnold Palmer. He said because if Palmer hit a bad shot or a bad missed a short putt, he'd talk about it for two or three holes. And the guy said what upset him the most wasn't that he talked about it for two or three holes, but he said I'd have to tell him at the end of each hole what I'd just shot on the previous hole for the scorecard. He wasn't paying any attention to my game, um, which not necessarily is a bad thing, but you should at least know the score of your your the person whose cards you're marking, I would argue. And that's it. So um, if you're keen to learn more about golf, I think you know the speech I make at the Every Podcast, go to seagagolf.com. There's a link on the um, from the podcast and uh, there's a free lesson, part of a 13-week program on the mental game, which goes step by step. And it's been endorsed by some very good golfers and has been a huge help to others. So with winter coming, this might be a good time to do a 13-week online program and there'll be uh, other aspects that are going to be introduced to it to be announced in November. But wherever you are, if it's good enough weather, get out there, play golf, enjoy it, and um, don't get upset when you hit a bad shot. Make your expectations a bit more realistic. Think like Hagen. Hagen said, I expected seven bad shots around, so when I hit them, I don't get upset. Ben Hogan said, I expect to hit seven great shots around, the rest I have to put up with. I'd rather be more like Hagen, who once said, we're here for a good time, not a long time, so be sure to smell the roses as you go this way. Good thinking, Walter. I like it. Until we meet again, have a wonderful, wonderful week, and uh, see you next week. Mm-hmm.